You're listening to Orange Blaze, a Florida Trail podcast. I don't remember what species of caterpillar, but this big old caterpillar across the trail and the thing was alive and it was holding on to to whatever it could for dear life and these ants hauled its carcass across wow. the trail while I sat there and watched and it was like the most incredible battle of forces to see they pulled it over and under these twigs and branches and leaves and the whole time this thing is like grabbing onto everything it can and and that was what like a 20 minute lunch break yeah yeah uh and and so like if you don't take a minute to look around you could you could go miles looking at your feet that was amy jensen a 2021 florida trail through hiker and i'm misty little your host for the podcast I admit, this last hiker season, I checked out a bit from who I was following along the trail. Call it FOMO or maybe pandemic burnout, but I just couldn't get into hiking season with the exception of a few folks. One of those folks was Amy Jensen, known online as Trail Trek and Teacher. Yes, Amy is a teacher, and it was a pandemic burnout from her school year last year that had her requesting a leave of absence from her own job and finding herself on the Florida Trail for a thru-hike. Amy is a Florida native, and while she's been curious about the natural world from a young age, it wasn't until the last several years that she turned to hiking as a hobby. We talk about how she took her short day hikes around Central Florida and turned them into a backpacking and traveling obsession. And we also talk about how she slows down on the trail to stop and notice things instead of letting the miles pass without acknowledgement. Something that I think we all find it hard to do when we're putting in long days on the trail. I love my conversation with Amy, and I think you will too. And maybe you'll take a few minutes to ponder the natural wonders she talks about in the episode. All right, on to my conversation with Amy. Well, Amy, yeah, like I said, thanks for uh, coming on the podcast. And, you know, I was kind of, I, I, I liked your hike this year, and I liked the aspect that you were a teacher, and you were hiking, and I was just kind of curious. It was very interesting background, and so I thought you would have an interesting story to tell. So, um, yeah, here you are, and I'm excited <laughs> to talk to you. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Well, so... Maybe yeah, if you just introduce yourself a little bit, do you have a trail name and, and kind of yeah. how you got into hiking and uh, I guess in your little background on your teaching and how you work that into your hiking life? Okay. Um, well, my name is Amy Jensen and I don't have a trail name that I've adopted. I know people that I've met have tried to name me and I, it seems like it it's never st- stuck with me. Mm-hmm. Um and like as as people kind of move out of my little trail family, the if they don't call me that, I don't respond to it. I just drop it, I guess. Okay, yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't have a trail name. Nothing that I've liked so far. I guess some people, like I said, try to force their opinions on me. But yeah, <laughs> like my husband, he likes to call me bookworm. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I grew up in Florida. I grew up in Clearwater um, on the Gulf Coast. And I, about 10 years ago, I moved to Central Florida. So I've, I'm a Florida native. I've been a Floridian my whole life. And I've, um, I guess I've kind of always loved the outdoors. Absolutely. Like my, I remember like growing up having um, camping trips with the family and like going boating when my dad had time off work and just being outdoors is something that I've always liked to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but hiking was never a thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
that started, I think, because of teaching. Like teaching is a career that is very challenging. And I think in the beginning, like the first five years, I did not have a work-life balance. I worked all the time and I lived and sleep, slept and worked and and that was all I did. And I even dreamed of work. <laughs> it was wow. crazy. You know, because you, you think about the kids all the time and it just never, it's not something that ever turns off, or at least for me, it never did. So like about five years into the career, I was finally started to burn out like before the school year was halfway done. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And so I was like, I need a hobby and it needs to be affordable and it needs to be something that I can do you know, when I have time and I was like, it would be bo- like bonus points if it's, if it's active. And um, it's something that I have to do by myself too. I don't, I don't really have a whole, like a lot of friends, I can count them all on one hand. So it's, it's, it was hiking for me. I just, I went to, I think the first place I really, that I remember I was trying to think of was this place in Orlando called Econ Lockhatchee Sand Hills Conservation Area. And I only did like three miles, but I remember it being exhausting. Like I remember getting in the car and being like, oh my God, that was like <laughs> so much. And I felt like fatigued. Like I do like now I can climb mountains and I feel like great. Um, but back then I was just really out of shape and, and like sedentary I guess so that was huge for me three miles and now I go I go there and I'll bust out a couple loops on that same trail and just so that's like what started it all I think was that one little little place and and from that point I just got hooked (laughs) I was addicted and it started out being like a, a cheap thing like you know hiking I just grab a water bottle and head off into the woods (laughs) yeah (laughs) now I've gotten into backpacking you know and the older you get the lighter you want to be and you know you'll it's it's, uh, you can spend thousands of dollars and not even know what happened (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's I mean I've always lived in Florida so far and I've started traveling recently teaching is great um because you know, like once, once I figured out the balance, you know, I I started taking summers off. I used to work through the summers and, you know, we're 10 month employees. We don't get paid for that. Um, But, you know, I would, I would do summer school so I could, or I would do trainings, but now I'm just like, uh, June 1st. Bye guys. Yeah. (laughs) And I like to, I like to drive across the country and go hiking everywhere I can. So how long has it been since that first hike at the Sandhills Park? Oh, that was probably in like 2016. 2016 was when I really like that was when I look back through like my Facebook posts. That was really when I started going out out again. And that was um, I don't know why, but I I guess I realize now looking back, like had I wait continue to like wait for like people to go with me I Mm -hmm. probably would still be you know doing I don't know what yeah right (laughs) but I I started solo and it was always like I would just go after work or by myself on the weekends and now I have friends that hike but back then it was like I just started going by myself and I was I met people and they were like really impressed that I was out there by myself and I was like wow I'm 
I think that's cool that you think this is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just kept kept going. So now I have no problems doing it. So how long after that did it take for you to get the backpacking bug? Um, well, I did a lot of day hikes, like mostly after work, mostly on the weekends. And then I started, um, I started doing night hikes in Orlando, like, um, in Florida when it's nice out in the winter time, the, the moon and the stars, like the only time you can really see them are, are, you know, the further out you get. And I, mm-hmm. and I remember trying to like take astrophotography pictures and night hiking like when the moon was out and then I was like oh I've been here so many times when the moon's out I wonder if it's different when it's a new moon um and then I was like well I'm out here and it's like two in the morning it would be great if I just like camped (laughs) yeah (laughs) so I went to RER and I bought you know like the backpack and the like four pound (laughs) (laughs) And I remember strapping all that stuff on and I, I decided to go to Hall Scott Preserve. It's um East Orlando and it's it was perfect because it was only a half an hour away from my house. And I knew that if I had like an issue, I could just go home and be yeah. home in like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> and so I parked my car and I hiked like three miles into this little campground. You don't have to like reserve it or anything. Um and like the worst possible things that could have happened happened. Um, it's like <laughs> my mom's worst nightmare come to oh, life. No. <laughs> um, like I, I had my tent set up. I ate my like you know like little backpacker meal dinner, and it was getting dark. So I you know crawled into my tent and I was just you know I don't even know if I was reading a book or an audiobook, but. I heard people come into my camp, mm. like walking and talking and laughing. And I was like, what do I do? Should I get out and like introduce myself? Should I, I don't want them to know I'm by myself. So I just, I just stayed in the tent. I didn't make a sound. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I heard them like kind of whispering and talking like, oh, someone's over there. And I was like, guys voices. Right. And I was like, oh shit, what do I do? And I didn't do anything. And eventually they just left. And I was like, okay, that's yeah. the bullet. And then there were other camps. I think there's two more possible places in that park that people can get like set up and camp. And one is like a car camping place you can drive to. And the other one you have to walk to. And I don't know where like they were in relation to me, but I knew that like I could hear like party noises, like lots of like high pitched voices that travel far. And I just could hear it. And I just, it made me, I was, no, I was already on edge and then I heard guns firing off, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, and I was like, this is like so close to where I'm at. And they're in a wildlife area. And you're not supposed to be shooting any guns here. And I got so upset and like so nervous. Like I called my husband. I'm like, what do I do? And he was, I don't even remember what he said. But I ended up calling the cops. Mm. <laughs> like, like I called the sheriff of the county. <laughs> and I was like, I'm at this place and I'm camping and you're not supposed to be shooting guns. People are shooting guns. I'm like, okay, we'll send somebody to check it out. And then I like fell asleep and I woke (laughs) up and like the sun was up. (laughs) And it was like the craziest night. I think that's like, honestly, what my, my, everybody who loves me is like worried that I'm going to get like raped and murdered in the woods. Um, But it was fine. And the next morning, like, I got up and the sun was coming up and the dew was everywhere and all these little lilies and, and 
things were blooming and I had walked and it was like the best morning ever. And I was hooked, totally hooked. I think I bought a light, like a two pound backpack that next weekend or not two pound backpack, sorry, two pound tent Yeah. That next weekend. I was like, I need a lighter tent. I need yeah. to do this again. <laughs> well, that's amazing. That sounds like, I mean, other than like kind of freaking yourself out <laughs> because you're literally like, ah. freaked myself out. Yes. Uh, but yeah, it's those, it's the after effect when you're, when you're hiking out, you're like, that was awesome. I loved it. Yes. I to do it again. And I didn't die. And like, nobody came and attacked me in my sleep. Like, <laughs> I don't even know how I fell asleep that night. I don't, yeah. I don't know. I guess like, as soon as I knew the sheriff was coming, I was like, okay, I'm good. <laughs> right. Right. Yeah. I don't even know if they ever even came. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Now, so in what, what do you teach? I'm a biology teacher. Yes. yes. Okay. So when you, was that kind of also something like scratching that itch too? Like, were you already, I mean, maybe you're more of a, you know, a general biology teacher, but I don't know how much, how familiar you were with like Florida's natural history. Have, did you, were you already interested in that or was it, did you start learning about that as you were hiking? Um, I think like naturalist is in my DNA. Like I grew up on the Gulf Coast and um, beaches and springs and rivers and and caves and sinks and all of those things are always just like really interesting to me. Um, And then like animals and plants I guard I went through like a gardening phase I could tell you all about the best plants that grow in Florida. (laughs) Um, I I've always just been interested in in it and I think that's one of the reasons why I enjoy teaching science um I remember in college I was like really torn between chemistry and biology but um now I I have like an itch to teach environmental a little bit um Mm -hmm. I don't know I just it's right up my alley I'm really passionate about those things so for the teaching career um I'm definitely a science nerd yeah (laughs) and I think that just I, I, it all just is part of who I am. Right. It all works out. Right. So you were talking about being able to, you were finally deciding you were going to take summers off to go hike and travel. Now, how did you get into, I mean, how did you come to decide to through hike the Florida trail? And I, I think you've done parts of other trails, but I, was this your first through hike? Uh, this was my first through hike. I've, I've, hiked in like the Sierras. I did some of the John Muir Trail. Um, I've hiked all over Wyoming. I love the Bighorns. I really, I just, this summer I did the uh, Titcomb Basin and the Wind River Range captured my heart. And I I love um, the mountains out west and and the deserts out west. But um, through hiking the Florida Trail, like um, kind of was on my radar and everything kind of fell apart last year with COVID and teaching just kind of came to like a bad spot. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So in January, I took a leave of absence from work. Okay. And um, when I knew that I was going to take a leave of absence, I was like, I'm going to hike the floater trail and I'm going to do it all. (laughs) And so I couldn't even wait until I, officially like, got on my leave of absence. I had winter break off for two weeks and I was like, 
I had my husband. I was like, I, I'm ready. I want to go. I had my husband drop me off in the Everglades, and I did the first 30 miles or so before I was even officially on leave. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I was so excited. And um, it's it's my local trail. So between like COVID and not wanting to travel too far, but also knowing that like I need to be home for certain things and also knowing that I need support. Um, the Florida Trail just was the trail. Also, it was December, January, February, and like I'm, I don't know really what to do with snow. Yeah. Other than like play in it. So. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that was actually the reason I got off the John Muir Trail. I did it back in 2019, and it was like the one of the biggest snow years, and my permit was for the end of July. So mm -hmm. when I got out to the Sierras to do the John Muir Trail, I bought uh, micro spikes and an ice axe. Wow. And I spent six days trudging through sun cups. Wow. <laughs> and I just, I couldn't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I, I got to see the John Muir Trail more than like two, maybe three feet of it. It was all of it was under snow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. But it was it was it was amazing. I can't wait to go back and do that one day when it's actually like exposed. Right. <laughs> yeah. But for um Florida summers, um, for me at least, they start in June and July and that is still technically spring. Right. <laughs> out there. Yep. Yep. Well, I don't know. Florida summers start in like April, so Yeah, yeah they do. I agree yeah. with you. And yeah. we don't really have a winter. We have yeah. like a spring. Yeah, it depends. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I feel like the panhandle actually gets some winter. That's true. But I agree. Peninsula Florida? No. It's yeah. it's a little different. Yep. Um, yeah, so, th yeah, I didn't even realize, I thought you had taken off the whole year. I didn't even realize you'd worked last no, fall. No, I, I, yeah, I struggled with that. Um, I started in August and I, I'm the kind of person who like, I'm never going to abandon my kids. Like these are my kids. And, and I was having such a horrible time that my students are actually like supportive. They, mm. they were like, we want you to do this. We want you to go. They followed me on Instagram. You know, they would check in with me. I would check in with them. And it was, it was just such a anomaly of a year. Was, I don't even, yeah. did it really just even happen? Like, can we just, uh, yeah, that. <laughs> my son, it was his first, he was his first year of school. He went to kindergarten last year. And oh, so no. yeah, he had <laughs> the first the first semester he was online and yeah. then we sent him to school for the second semester but that first semester it wasn't the same it wasn't the same and like I go back and remember I'm like that actually happened we we yeah. did all that <laughs> <laughs> yeah like I'm planning for the year now and it's like I can't wait to start um but I also like at the same time it's like not ideal again it's so what it's so crazy and yeah. I know for like the kids it's just it is what it is but I love teaching and I just can't wait to get back in the classroom with the kids that's good well, I'm glad like COVID didn't totally like break you down <laughs> yeah no yeah. I'm 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 good I yeah. haven't had it yet so well, well I meant like vaccines the, the whole pandemic part of it not actually yeah 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 so yeah, so you started at the end of December, and you you said you did you did portion of it, and then you what took did you take some time off, and then go back? Um, so I think I took that um, I want to say like five days 
in between. So I did like the section from of all of Big Cypress. And then my husband picked me up on um, Tammy Amy Trail, which is like I-75, right? Mm-hmm. Or is that the other That's Alligator Alley. There you go. That's yeah, yeah. the one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so he picked me up and then I had to go back to work for two or three days just to get my sub in order and like do all the paperwork. Um, and then I was, I was done. So he brought me back down to where I left off and I just walked north. <laughs> yeah. So did you, did you see anybody the, that first few days you were out there and pick back up with anybody or um, was it kind of the- all new? Yeah, so the Visitor Center um, in Big Cypress, uh, the Oasis Visitor Center, the rangers were like, oh, it's so flooded out there. You know, we had a guy come through and and everything's underwater. There's nowhere to camp. And I was like, okay, that's cool. Um, (laughs) I walked north and I passed two people. They were both going southbound and they were both um, solo guys um, on their own and that was it. I didn't see anybody else. I felt like I had the whole place to myself. It was all underwater for me when I started in December, but we had a really wet year and it was like the most beautiful water I'd ever walked through. I was like walking on a trail with fish. It yeah. was really cool. <laughs> yeah. that, I, I always think that's amazing when that happens. It is so neat. And I had never done that before. And it's, probably it was like my favorite one of my favorite sections um you know when I started in in that time of year it's also like the dead of winter so all of the cypress trees just look like dead trees mm-hmm. <laughs> and um I'm used to seeing them green you know and and they're just it was so surreal um the only thing out there that was green were these uh oh, I forget the name of them uh, I don't even remember the name of those little plants, but they're like evergreen shrubs and they make, they have these berries on them in summer uh, that the co- birds love. The cocoa yes. plum? Yeah. Yes, cocoa plum. That was the only thing out there that was green, that and like the air plants. Yeah. And it was just so pretty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have you ever tried cocoa plum? I've they're, not. It's, I've tried it once. It's supposed to be, you know, one of those edible plants that yeah you could survive on if you had to but right very it was very bland I was like well I'll save these for the birds (laughs) yeah yeah there's a reason we domesticate plants (laughs) yep (laughs) now um when you went back to school for those two or three days were you just like I can't wait to get out of here like oh yeah uh, it was so hard for me to like be positive I was just I was so ready to be gone. I was, okay, so, like, the thing about me when I'm hiking on a trail is, like, I have this giant grin on my face. Like, it's the best day of my life. And I remember just walking through this swamp, and it was getting up to my belly button, and I was just smiling (laughs) from ear to ear. So, and, like, when my husband came to pick me up, he actually walked out to meet me, which was super surprising because he had to go through water and mud in his shoes to do that. And, um... Yeah, going back to work for those like last three days was so bizarre because I was like, I don't want to be here right now. <laughs> yeah, you, your, your body and mind are already like in a completely different world. Yeah, yeah, and I was really, really happy to be leaving. I wasn't even sure if the leave of absence would go through, like, because uh, I had heard horror stories about people not getting approved, and I was oh. just like, what if they don't let me take off? My husband was like, then just quit, and I was like, I love you. Yeah. <laughs> 
So you started in December well, because you had a leave of absence. Like how long did you give yourself like ample amount of time? You're like, I don't care how long this takes. I'm just going to finish it or. Yeah, I actually decided that I wasn't going to go back to that school at all. So I took a leave of absence for the rest of the year. And my original plan was to f- actually to find a career, a different job. Oh, like I was done. <laughs> I was, I was, I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, but it, it's not that I don't love teaching. It was just, it was a culmination of like everything. It, yeah. So yeah. I, I took the leave of absence because I needed to take the leave of absence and then, you know, getting out on the trail and having a lot of time to process what I wanted and what I loved and what I enjoy and actually like get over it all like all the drama that I went through and actually start to miss teaching again Mm -hmm. um and I actually had a lot of opportunities to teach out on the trail um and I was like man you know I I miss this this is this is fun and and then I I took a job interview for a new school while I was on trail (laughs) I remember like (laughs) having to run and like pack in like I think 15 miles before noon just to get to a place that had service for my like one o'clock job interview wow. <laughs> with a principal and I didn't want him to know I was on trail because I just thought it would be weird that I don't know like I'm a teacher and I took the time off. I don't know I just thought yeah. it would be weird so I didn't want to tell him <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah so it was weird yeah so when you mentioned you had opportunity to teach were you teaching like you mean like other hikers or people you yeah. came across okay so like, that was a thing too honestly I didn't think I would I didn't okay so the Florida Trail if you don't know most people don't really know it exists yeah <laughs> so and it was COVID year so I I thought there would historically we have like maybe 40 50 people attempt a through hike a year I thought that that like maybe half that would even be out there and I didn't really expect to see a single person the end that was a through hiker like I was like okay when I get to Orlando I might run into some back like day day hikers or weekend warriors and stuff but when I got out there I I guess it wasn't until Okeechobee that I started seeing hikers and then I ended up hiking with like a mother um, daughter duo and they were from the Carolinas. Um, and, and then I started hiking with a girl that I met um, broomstick from, she's from Miami and she uh, really enjoyed asking me questions about things. And I just would tell her anything I knew. And then her buddy um, Nanook was also very inquisitive and curious about like the, uh, flora and fauna and the, the environments and ecosystems and I also posted a lot on gut hook I would like update gut hooks and say you know this sinkhole is like really cool or hmm. um you know just I would put comments in and so anyways I also had a group of guys at the like the panhandle um ca- finally catch me is what they said <laughs> <laughs> they like had been following my 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 breadcrumbs and we're like oh my gosh we've been following you for so long <laughs> i've been like really that's cool and so i would teach teach i honestly if, if you're walking with me i'm going to like get squirrel tunnel vision and like be like oh look at this cool spider and people will be like what and <laughs> i'd be like well it's like this really cool green linux spider and look at it and and they'd be like how did you even see that yeah <laughs> they're they're green and they blend in with the green that's around you and i just i look for stuff like that so some of my friends 
that hike with me have mentioned that they don't really like hiking with me because like they never see snakes unless they're with me and I just tell them that that's because they're not looking for them yeah yeah they're always there you're just they're not always paying attention. there yeah 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 so I do look for things and then when I see them I'm like oh my gosh look at this thing and I rattle off all of the stuff I know about it <laughs> <laughs> did you carry any field guides or did you use iNaturalist or look things up on your phone that sort of thing um, I have field guides that live in my car um, that I use maybe when I'm car camping. But when you're backpacking, you know, the idea is to go lighter. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. you know that. I know. Yeah. Um, and then my phone, I the problem I have with that is I take so too many pictures, too many pictures and videos to to have any unnecessary apps installed. <laughs> <laughs> so um, now I just kind of um, I'll take pictures of things. If I don't know what it is, I'll look it up when I can. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I do love, uh, there's a, there's a couple of field guides that these volunteers have made and Orlando's wetlands park is an amazing park, but they have a visitor center and they've made like bird identification for Florida not native flower identification. Um, and they're, they're handmade and bound by volunteers that work there and all the proceeds go back in. Um, another amazing resource that I love, 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 love. This is a book that I got when I was in college. It's called Priceless Florida. And it's like a textbook. Huh. <laughs> it's, it's like, it tells you about every single ecosystem that you walk through on the Florida Trail. So since I've been home, you know, since I finished the trail um, and I've been like processing and reflecting and looking at like where I walked and what I was walking through, I've been referencing that textbook so much just yeah. to learn about the the sinks and the the karst topography and like the things that the differences between the panhandle and south florida and central florida and yeah yeah that's one book i haven't heard of i'm gonna have to check it out i've got so much like i don't even live in florida anymore but i have so many like florida <laughs> books i'm like i want to read and like why didn't i know these i mean like, i think a lot have been published since i left florida but I'm just like I oh yeah i read these then oh there's so many there's so yeah many. yeah now, because so your husband doesn't hike, and you you're doing this trail alone, and you and you had that you're like your first trail uh, overnight was a little bit like you know sketchies. Um, yeah. Do you ever do you still freak yourself out when you're on trail now, or did you have any bad encounters on the Florida Trail? And I guess maybe just like as of being a solo woman hiker, like how do you how do you process that and make that work for you? Yeah. Um. I can freak myself out. And I think that that's just like a, the more you do it, the more comfortable you get. Um, I think I remember just not even backpacking or camping, but on one of my night hikes, just like getting that boogeyman behind you feeling. And I, mm -hmm. I was like, I either can literally freak myself out and I'm like three miles from the car or I can just calm down right now and enjoy the rest of my walk <laughs> yeah so I I think that that's just something that I've learned to get over through experience through just lots and lots and lots and lots and lots of being alone and I know that like some people aren't comfortable being alone but I've, I'm very introverted and I know it's weird I have like an extroverted job but I have to like have my own time in my own head so hiking for me is very therapeutic 
and it's that time in my own space that I I really crave and sometimes I just get to the point where I'm like I need to go for a walk yeah so so the solo thing um I do a lot to mostly to appease my family and that also makes me feel comfortable and confident. I, I do carry a Garmin that my husband bought me probably like my, after my first year of hiking and it's great. It's the inReach plus so you can receive and send texts back and forth. And um, also it has that tracking feature. So like he can, and even my friends that follow me can see where I'm at anywhere and they can I can even um, receive messages and send messages so that's helped boost my confidence a lot just knowing that if there's an issue I have that like right on my hip or right on my shoulder um, handy you know and then um, my brother's ex-military was in the Marine Corps and I know a lot of people are like oh you should carry a gun and I was like yeah but that's heavy yeah (laughs) and so I'm like well I do carry mace and pepper spray you know like that was actually useful on the florida trail um there were two or three times i pulled that out and um my my brother says though is that like you know there's only a couple of ways that you can de-escalate a situation and pulling a weapon on somebody is not going to do that so having a gun would never de-escalate a situation having you know pulling a knife is not going to put you in a situation where you don't have to explain something to somebody at the end of that outcome. But with pepper spray, you know, if you're feeling threatened, you can spray somebody and just walk away and you don't even have to call and report that. Oh, wow. So that's, that's why I'm like, I carry it all the time. And I, I never hesitate if I feel like I need to use it. I've never sprayed a human with pepper spray. Um, but like on the Florida Trail, I don't know um, how many people are familiar with it. It does have roadwalks. And on those roadwalks are some houses and some people just have dogs that run mm-hmm. free. And that's just part of that's just part of the community that you're walking through. Um, it's very rural. And yeah. And so I I had heard on or I read about on Gut Hooks that there were some places where there were certain dogs that needed a good reminder that like humans are not for playing with. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so um, I'm like, okay, here's that white and black dog that they told me about. So I just pull out my pepper spray and I just spray the ground in front of me if they came close and they just was like, okay, bye. <laughs> so that worked pretty well. And um, yeah, All right. I highly recommend it. So a reminder for future hikers, some pepper spray on those road walks is handy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it's it's that solo female thing, too. If you if you need something to help you feel confident, take it with you and yeah. then you'll decide if you don't need it or not, if you do. Yeah. And I guess do you keep it handy so you can grab it easily? It's not like tucked away oh, in your backpack. Absolutely. Right? I okay. wear cargo pants. And so I have like, I think, six pockets. <laughs> so I have, you know, my pepper spray and some one of those easily accessible pockets. Okay. Okay. Yeah. No, we've definitely started carrying more pepper spray, but I don't think we had any on our hike. And of course we had a dog, we had dog issues as well. I don't think it was nearly as bad as it is getting now. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah. I've heard some pretty rough stories of people actually getting bit. Yeah. um, You know, I like I worked with dogs, too, for like eight years. I worked at animal shelter. And I think that it's just knowing the animals and paying attention to them. Like, 
I would never turn my back on a dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's they're, they're a predator. They're going to follow and chase and that's their job. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not a good wildlife kind of encounter. It's not really wildlife, but an animal. Did you have any actual interesting wildlife encounters? Oh, the Florida Trail is where I see more wildlife than like anywhere I've ever traveled in the country. <laughs> However, I've never been to Alaska. So, uh, yeah. But um, on my through hike, I, I really didn't have anything super epic and notable other than like insects and snakes and small things. Mm-hmm. Um, but in on on sections of the Florida Trail and in Florida in general, I've seen um, wild, like wild bobcats, coyotes, manatees in little rivers and springs. And um, I've, I've seen black bears in Locala, um, but nothing on my actual through hike, nothing significant. Okay. I think on... I think on this this through hike, I I saw a lot of really cool birds and and insects and um, just little small things. Lots of sp- lots of spiders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lots of the things that people probably don't want to hike the Florida Trail because of you know the alligators, of course. Like yeah. you can't without seeing an alligator. <laughs> um, but I think the opportunities like I know you've had amazing panther sightings and that was what I really wanted to see I just that just means I have to do it again yeah yeah you know and and none of our panther sightings have been on the Florida Trail they've only been over in like Fakahatchee um in that area so yeah to see one on the Florida Trail would be pretty amazing I know uh what was it um Oh gosh, who was just on Orange Blazer? He had just mentioned he had saw one in Kissimmee Prairie uh, oh, in the last, and that's pretty high north. That's yeah, so cool. yeah, that's so, so cool. I would yeah. love to see some more northern panthers. Yeah, <laughs> if they could get up there, that would be so great. They're slowly getting there, but I think everybody keeps wanting to, to thwart that <laughs> happen from happening. Everybody wants to build oh, and I take know. over their habitat. I did have, I didn't actually lay eyes on them, but I did have an amazing night surrounded by coyotes and it was up in the panhandle and it was in the Nogosi area where they're like restoring the forest up there. And I just pulled over one night, like right on the trail and there were fireflies everywhere and the stars were out. I didn't even put my rain fly over and I just remember like the because you can hear the coyotes from far off. Usually they're pretty far off, but these these coyotes were hunting something like within yards of where I was, mm. and it was so cool to hear them. Like t- they they really do communicate and coordinate whatever it is that they're doing because they were all around. Yeah, <laughs> like, it was so cool, and they're a lot louder than I mean coyotes are like dog size. Yeah, they were. It seemed pretty loud, and that was really cool. Yeah, I thought I didn't see them, but that was that was probably my most exciting animal encounter on the Florida Trail. Yeah, it's really cool. I like hearing them when we're out camping too. And because at first you're like, "Oh, some dogs," and then you're like, then you hear them communicating to like the others like far away, and you're like, "Oh, no, not dogs." (laughs) They're fun to listen to, and they'll list they'll like respond to you. You can like kind of yip at them, and they'll they almost seem to like. Hey, yeah, what is talk what's to you? that? <laughs> mm-hmm. Just that thing sounding like me, but I don't know if you really are a coyote. <laughs> yeah. 
No, you also saw some bats and a bridge I think, oh, near White yeah. Springs. Oh, yeah. So I had a, um, before my husband and I moved to Kissimmee, we had a house in Orlando. And in the backyard, I had put a bat house. And at one point we had, well, we had a resident colony that lived there, but at one point I counted over like 250 bats in our backyard, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm used to the sounds that they make and the smell of their guano. So Mm -hmm. I could, I could, I was coming across into White Springs, there's this bridge right over the river at the Swanee and I could smell the guano and I could hear the little squeaks that they make. And I was like, where are all these bats? And I looked at the crack like where the two pieces of road are like almost touching. And there were probably a thousand bats crammed into this little tiny space spanning across the road. Like literally you could see them maybe like two inches down from where the tires drive over. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And their little ears were all perking up and, you know, they were like making all this noise because I was there like grunting at me and growling at me and um (laughs) it was just so amazing that I that they were just right on the road basically and I I had I know that bats live under bridges but I I don't really know anything about bridge construction I figured they lived like under them like Mm -hmm. roosting under there I don't know I didn't know that they were inside of the bridge and so um when I got to White Springs and got set up in the inn there which is an amazing amazing hostel by the way um i i met some other hikers and i caught up with um nanook and broomstick and i was like you guys gotta come see these bats so broomstick came out with me and we watched them fly out at sunset like at dusk like hundreds of bats just fly out of this crack in the bridge. that's cool that's <laughs> it was really neat wow yeah and i saw your picture i was like well that's a neat neat experience we we saw we just saw a solitary bat on a bridge in ebro and yeah. I don't know, we happened to look down at the right time and we're like, there's a bat right there. <laughs> and um, it was in the middle of the day and we were like, trying to make miles. So we didn't like stop and look and see. I'm sure there were probably more into that bridge, but oh, I'm that was sure. kind of an interesting, like, yeah. hey, there's a bat. And That's odd. <laughs> yeah. They're like one of those animals that you don't really see that often because they're nocturnal. Yeah. Yeah. And so many people just don't pay attention to, I mean. Mm-hmm. they're flying at night a, so many a lot of the time and you just have to look around and yeah you know, like I can there. I you you can hear them if you go outside at night mm-hmm. you'll hear them and if you like look near maybe like a light post or a lamp post or something where the flies are being attacked you you attracted you'll see them flying um yeah. I always say they look like little chicken nuggets with wings <laughs> yeah <laughs> You mentioned, uh, because you were doing did a lot of hikes in, in uh, Central Florida, you mentioned um, Tassahatchee bringing back, like, some nostalgia. And I was trying to read, like, was that nostalgia as in, like, experiences you've had or the nostalgia of an experience you didn't have, but you can, like, feel, like, the history of a place? Does that make sense? I, I was trying to figure out where you're going, going with that. Yeah, um... So I guess with the Florida Trail for me, um, I had already complete because I live here and normally I I never thought I'd be able to take (laughs) four months to hike 1100 miles. So I would hike where I could when I could. 
And so Tosahatchee Wildlife Management Area is one of my favorite like day hikes or weekend trips. Um, there's loops that you can do there. Part of those are on the Florida Trail. There's campsites and things there. But um, it's one of two places on the Florida Trail where you can walk through one of the neatest most interesting forest I, I think I've ever walked through. It's um, the palm tree forest. So sable palm tree is a Florida straight, state tree. It's the on, almost the only tree growing in this forest is literal palm trunks that all you can see around you. And then you look up and it's the, the heart of the palm tree and all the palm fronds. And you can't even see the sky through them. They're so thick. And it's just so quiet inside of these forests and you can see around you for miles, like through, well, not really miles, but you can see around you through it because it's so dense that there's nothing growing on the ground. Like there's no light getting to the forest floor mm-hmm. and the forest floor is covered with um, dead palm fronds. So it's quiet except like you're crunching through this forest. It's just such a weird place to be I think it feels like going back in time like like historical like dinosaur time yeah (laughs) and so Tostahatchee has that and then St. Mark's Wildlife Refuge I had never been to had another section that was just like it and so anyways because I had hiked through Tostahatchee so many times as just a, a place it was so surreal and so cool for me to be there as a through hiker because I had always passed these orange blazes and I was like oh wouldn't it be cool to like do that one day (laughs) and I was like never in a million years that I think I was gonna do it and to have my backpack on my back and know that tonight I was going to be camping here and I had walked to this place from the Everglades was so cool and it was also familiar but it was also different because it's like a different time of day I think we hiked through in the morning and it was like 28 degrees so it was just such a I had never been there under those conditions you know yeah and so that was what it was for me it was like I can't believe I walked here and I felt really connected to that place because it was familiar like I remember coming around a corner and being like oh my gosh this is that dead tree snag that has the beehive in it and sure enough you you know we stopped for a minute and you could see the bees come and land and crawl in and the more of them come out and like had had I not known that that was there from my past experiences we would have just walked right by it right <laughs> and uh, and then like um you know like I knew that there were places coming up ahead to sit down. So when we walked through, I was with Nanook and Broomstick and we walked and they were like, oh, let's take a break. I'm like, oh, but there's a picnic table, like not very far away. It wasn't even on gut hook. And it was just cool. And like, I knew, I knew that there was a canal and I knew that there were otters there because I see them there all the time. And so I got there and sure enough, there's the otters. It was just like <laughs> so predictable. It was just, it was really neat to be almost like in, at home <laughs> yeah right it was like coming back and seeing like your neighbors almost yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um you're talking about seeing you didn't see a lot of wildlife obviously you probably saw the otters but um 
you the green links and the insects what um did you just use your camera your phone camera for that or do you have any like a macro attachment because you did some really um, cool pictures yeah thank you very much uh i love to take pictures um when i hike and i don't really think i'm a hiker to be honest i like saunter (laughs) (laughs) i i'm not fast and i don't want to (laughs) be um but i do i love to stop and take pictures of like everything that I think looks cool especially small things and I have a macro lens that clips onto my phone case I think it's a moment lens is the brand and um I use that for like close-ups of really small things like the the sundews those are the little tiny red um little carnivorous plants plants, and they're like the size of a quarter but if you get up close you could see that every single little fuzzy little stick sticking off of it is like sticky and it's got a little dew drop on it and they attract like the smallest insects like just fruit flies and stuff that's smaller than that and if you get up really close you can actually see them stuck to the plant it's so cool um and the same thing with the spiders. Um, that's another thing about Florida. And I know people are going to hate me for telling this story. But <laughs> at night, hiking at night with a headlamp on your forehead, you'll look at the ground and mm-hmm. you'll see what looks like stars or glitter just scattered in the leaves and in the bushes and in the trees. And if you really get up close to each of those little tiny blips of light that are reflecting back in your view every single one of those is a spider and there are more of them on the ground than there are stars in the sky yeah and it's to me it's just the coolest thing because like where were all these spiders in the day right yeah like right there (laughs) and I didn't see them you don't even see them until they come out at night it's just it's just amazing how much stuff is out there. And and I don't think that I see that when I go other places. And it may just be that I'm not from those places, so I don't really know what I'm looking for. But in Florida, I see so much live, like so much life. Like, I, you can't miss it. <laughs> Unless, of course, you're trying to crush like 30 miles a day. Yeah, right. Yeah. No, and I think that it's probably part of it is that some you get a tunnel vision. I've got to make these miles. I've got to make these yes. miles. And, yeah. And you're not sauntering. And that's what I liked about when we got our trail legs in Florida. And then even like when we changed the time zone, like we would get up so early and just put in a ton of miles at until lunchtime. Sometimes I just take the rest of the day off and yeah. then I can sit at a site and kind of get and to know the place. In. Yes. Yeah. That's, that's the best days. Absolutely. And like I, I started in Jan- January ish and, and I intended to finish in March, but not finishing until April, the days, you know, got longer and I found I had a lot more time to saunter. <laughs> yeah. Well, how did, th- that was another question I wanted to ask is like, how did th- you basically, you're changing from winter to springish summer in somewhat in that time yeah. period. How did that feel to you? That was really epic. I think that the spring in Florida is amazing. First of all, the color green is my favorite color and to see spring just pop right out of the plants as I walked past them was an incredible sight and also the way that it smells like in spring the different flowers are blooming um like in the April I started to get the magnolias which are um incredibly scented flower and 
as I was walking through Big, not Big Cypress, um, Apalachicola has Bradwell Bay. <laughs> yeah. That one has the Tee Tee plants. Am I saying that or is it Tai Tai? I say Tai Tai. Okay. So those, <laughs> those plants have a flower and that flower is almost overpowering with its its smell but when you catch it on a breeze it's so intoxicating it's so lovely it's very sweet smelling Mm -hmm. um and then like whenever you're in the palmettos and the and which is like most of every single pine forest in florida (laughs) you're you're gonna smell the palmetto flowers and that smell is so different and then you've got the 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 citrus blossoms oh yeah and you know then you have your earthy things like the pine needles like the the spring and the flowers and the smells were amazing and that's another thing too is I kind of felt bad for everybody who had already finished by the time I was just getting up to the big bend was like it just the whole trail came to life like everything was green there were flowers everywhere the sun would come up and there was dew on all the flowers and I was like taking so many pictures (laughs) and it was just it was really quiet literally walked north with the spring and my allergies suffered but (laughs) you definitely choose your suffering and I I chose well yeah did the mosquitoes get worse too um, there was one day where I mosquitoes like chased me out of the Swanee. It was my last day on the Swanee stretch of river before the roadwalk. And the mosquitoes had been annoying, mostly in the, um, you know, like dawn and dusk times. And I, I hike in long sleeve, uh, like a Columbia shirt, and I ha- have long pants. So they don't really bug me. No pun intended. <laughs> but they... Um, there was that well, that one day, and I think it was like a combination of the rain and they hatched all at once. And I literally just could not stop. I couldn't take a picture without 10 of them on my fingers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, other than that, the I mean, again, you choose your suffering. You're going to, if you're going to be outside, you're going to have, you're living in their house. You're going to have to deal with it. <laughs> so I do, I do treat my clothes with uh, permethrin and I don't like to spray bug spray on my skin so I just tough it out, tough it out. and hike in areas hopefully they don't have so many mosquitoes <laughs> yeah you can help I mean it. I was walking yeah, yeah so I couldn't really yeah choose yeah, the yeah. Areas. and I I did find that once I got out of the woods and onto the roadwalks they were they were gone they just disappeared it was, yeah they were just wanted to hang out in the shade of the trees, I guess. <laughs> I did see you had like one kind of crazy thing happened towards the end. You were almost done with the hike and uh, <laughs> you were camping in the pavilion in Nevere, like and a storm came up. Like I was like, that sounds a little insane. You talk about that a little bit. It was really crazy. So um, I guess it was like timing, right? I, finished later than I wanted it was April so that's when we get a lot of like cold fronts and seasonal weather changes in Florida and the fronts were coming through one after another after another after another every single day and I could have finished those last 30 miles just walked straight to the end but I didn't want to like it was my last 30 miles it was the beach I wanted to savor it I wanted to just experience the waves and the sand and the everything so I was like okay I just I wanted to get to the 
the back dunes that are east of Pensacola Beach because there's a campground out there and I wanted to have one last night on (laughs) the trail not in a hotel room (laughs) so that was my goal and then this this front was coming and I was watching it come and it was getting closer and closer and I was like I'm not gonna make it I'm not gonna make it so I was at Opal Beach and there's like a couple of pavilions there so I turned the picnic tables on their side and I set my tent up in like a circle of picnic tables (laughs) (laughs) and I was like okay this will protect me from the wind right and it didn't work and then I moved no that was actually the second time I set my tent up the first time I just kind of set it up in between two sand dunes and that was horrible Mm. (laughs) um and then I I ended up like the wind got so bad I was sitting in my tent I had my everything unpacked and my tent was like not really staked well because it's sand. Yeah. <laughs> and so everything was flying around me. And I was like, if I get out of this tent, I'm going to lose it. And if I don't get out of this tent, it's probably not going to survive the storm. So I started packing everything into my backpack and I, the wind was whipping and it was so terrifying. I don't even remember what I was thinking, but I packed everything up and then I was like how do I get out of my tent while I'm in it in a storm and not lose it to the wind so I had my backpack in it I opened it up I think I grabbed the poles with one hand and I just disassembled it with my other hand and as soon as the tent like kind of collapsed down onto my backpack it was like the storm was over oh no all it no it wasn't it wasn't over but the wind shaking and rattling and literally blowing my tent away was the most terrifying thing of that whole experience was like I I didn't think that my tent was gonna survive (laughs) and that had been my home for like three months so I was like terrified I was gonna lose it and so anyways, I, I, it was a giant ball of wet sand at that point. And I, sh- I just, I just shoved it under my arm and I disassembled the poles and I threw my backpack on. I was completely soaked and I walked into the bathroom, the one bathroom that was open and it was a, just a giant wet mess. Yeah. And I was like, because the wind was bringing the the water right inside of the the bathroom and so I went into the men's restroom and the men's restroom was like a sanctuary it was quiet <laughs> there was no wind there was no water there was no rain there's no sand <laughs> and I just took over the whole bathroom I I pulled the gate down to make it look like it was closed because oh. I was worried that somebody would come up and you know I was terrified of that it, yeah. too <laughs> and I I said I just like everything draped over the urinals and the sink and the 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 you know the one stall that is in a men's room yeah <laughs> it's like <right>? the, <laughs> yeah so that was my home and I set up all my stuff on the floor and I camped out and I was like oh my god I survived <laughs> <laughs> that was my last night on trail and I think if I had just pushed to the end, I it was fine. Like I was fine walking in the rain and I was fine walking in the wind, but it was being in my tent in the wind and the rain was so different 
from just walking through it. Like I can walk through a storm, no problem. But then there was the lightning to contend with. So I, I made the right call by stopping yeah. and staying. I just made the wrong call twice by where I chose to set up my tent. <laughs> well, it's a good story. It was toward the end of the day in was... your trail. And I was like, it's a, a good way to go out. Like you had to have a good story to go out. And and also like I had such amazing support in that whole section like there were people who would have literally picked me up in 20 minutes had I reached out to them but it was like I want to be I wanted to be done I wanted to keep going I wanted to finish and I I have a series of probably not 100% great choices at the end (laughs) (laughs) Um, but that was that was a crazy night, and I think the only other sketchy night on the Florida Trail wasn't really it wasn't really sketchy because I was with friends. I was with um, Nanook and Broomstick, and we were in Lake Butler, and we had to stay in Lake Butler because Broomstick needed to get her package from the mailbox um, that didn't open until the next day. And so Nanook is an older gentleman, and we decided to stay in town, even though everything in we had read was like mm, you might not want to sleep here but it's a great town right right <laughs> um so we ended up camping right outside of the city hall which is where they ask you to stay and it's it's literally in the center of town and there's lights everywhere and it's not really private or secluded or anything at all and it was a freezing cold night it was like the coldest night we had had on trail and so we're all set up and i'm set up up against the the building where the outlet is so and I was like kind of watching everybody's electronics while they charged um like right outside of my tent and about two o'clock in the morning I got a neighbor and he was an older gentleman who lived there and that was just his bed and his bed was like a piece of cardboard Mm. and he was starving I could hear his stomach growling Mm all night long and you know we offered him like our leftover pizza we had gone to hungry howie's and he didn't want anything he just wanted to sleep and i think he was drinking and Mm. but like that whole experience for me that whole night i remember just laying there feeling so privileged and so like i was like mad at myself because i was like in this a hundred dollar what did i have like a sleeping pad and he was on a piece of cardboard and i was just so frustrated with the situation i didn't really know what to do and I I I couldn't sleep I that was the worst night on trail for me was like dealing with that like I had I had so much and he had nothing and he didn't want anything and I just I I couldn't I don't even know if I'm done processing that whole experience but it was very in eye-opening and uh, definitely after that day experienced a lot more gratitude for just the privilege of being on that that trail and on that trip and having everything that I have on my back because I have a lot in my back and a lot of equipment and things that are worth so much but they're just things you know yeah yeah so that was I would say maybe an experience that stuck with me for weird reasons <laughs> yeah it, it, it puts a lot of things in perspective when... it really did yeah 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 it did and and Lake Butler was a cool place it was the halfway point That's yeah the, the halfway point for the trail and I just it just 
wasn't something I was expecting to have happen. And I, I, I don't know. It was yeah. hard to yeah. think about all night and process the next morning. He wouldn't even take, the, I bought him coffee and he wouldn't even take that in the morning. Mm. And I just, I just, but he talked to Nanook in the morning and he was totally nice guy. He just, that was, that's, that's his place. That's where he stays. Hmm. Well, I mean, I guess at least the town, I guess, seems, I mean, it seemed like at least the town is favorable towards him and letting him. Oh, I think that that town is really unique. I know for a fact that they, the, so the, the community center that's there, they have showers that hikers use. And I know for a fact that other members of this is the area use them as well. Um, they have, there was a man, I can't think of his name, but he was riding around on a bicycle and it was his job to unlock the bathroom for through hikers if they oh, came wow. in on a weekend, which is what we did. We came in on a Sunday and they weren't there to unlock it. So he was like, y'all through hikers. And he was just such a character. And he's like, I'm going to unlock the bathroom. It's just for you. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and that was, that was his responsibility is to make sure that, you know, the, when, when we were coming through town that we had access to the bathroom and um yeah i mean it's it, it's a town that doesn't have much i really wanted a hotel and a shower and they don't even have a motel yeah, and a shower. yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so it was it was just you know it was just it was what it was yeah it was yeah. an experience yeah that's cool um well from your biology and curiosity and naturalist uh perspective you know a lot of people you know they come to the florida trail and and it seems like I'd say 80, 20, most people love the Florida trail after they hike it. And 20% are like, I'm never doing it again. Or <laughs> why did I start this to begin with? But maybe even those 80% are, they, they enjoy the trail, but they don't necessarily see it for what it is either. Yeah. So maybe I from your perspective, too. how can you, how can hikers just maybe just be a little bit more curious about, about the trail and, Maybe even even if it's just slowing down just a little yeah. bit sometimes. <laughs> I think that that's the the key is the the a lot of people that come out to through hike the Florida Trail they're doing it to through hike the Florida Trail, and to appreciate the nature perspective of it, you have to slow down. You have to stop moving for a few minutes. You have to s- sit on the ground and find something to look at, whether it's an ant or a bird. Um, Every bobcat that I've ever seen in Florida, every single one of them I saw because I was like, why is that bird freaking out? (laughs) And then I would watch the bird for a minute and they'd be dive bombing. What? A bobcat that has like a baby bird in its mouth. (laughs) (laughs) So it's like, you got to pay attention to the little things. I remember I was stopping for lunch and I was not where I wanted to be and I was exhausted and I was like okay I'm just gonna sit right here on the ground in the middle of the trail and I was sitting there and eating my food and I saw these ants carry this um I don't remember what species of caterpillar but this big old caterpillar across the trail and the thing was alive and it was holding on to to whatever it could for dear life and these ants hauled its carcass across the trail while I sat there and watched and it was like the most incredible battle of 
forces to see they pulled it over and under these twigs and branches and leaves and the whole time this thing is like grabbing onto everything it can and and that was what like a 20 minute lunch break yeah yeah uh and and so like if you don't take a minute to look around you could you could go miles looking at your feet just watching your footsteps the whole time and not even look up yeah and that that happens to me too sometimes I just get in my own head and all of a sudden I'm like wow I just finished two miles (laughs) but I don't even know what I passed right (laughs) so it's that sauntering thing like you have to actively choose to slow yourself and your pace if you if you're doing it for that reason um you know, every, every, there's people who are out there for different reasons, and that's uh, you hike your own hike. And I think that everybody hikes for their own reasons, just like we do anything in our lives. Where yeah, of course, we're doing it for the reasons we want to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So, but if you're interested in seeing those things, just stop for a second and look. You'll be surprised what you can find on the other side of a leaf. Yeah, that's my favorite thing is just and, and now I've definitely become more of the sauntering person because I'm like, oh, what can I take a picture of here? This is an yeah. interesting gall. And you turn something <laughs> over or you see a leaf and you're like, there's holes in it. I wonder if there's a caterpillar there. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I love it when I see a plant that's got all kinds of weird stuff going on. I'll take it and I'll like dissect it in the middle of the trail yep. and see what's inside. And <laughs> um. You know, that's another thing, too, is that, like, when I first started hiking, I couldn't hike very far. And um, I guess I used it as an excuse or a crutch. I remember my first trip to Yosemite. Um, I was hiking up to, like, I think it's Vernal Falls. It's it's only a couple of miles, but it's a lot of climbing. And so I there were so many people on that trail and they were all like, are you okay? I must have looked like I was dying. <laughs> um, but I would be like, oh, no, I'm just going to take a picture of this waterfall from this angle. <laughs> like, yeah, I felt like I had to have a reason to stop and catch my breath. Um, and I guess that that carried over into me now is that like I just I like stopping every couple of minutes and looking around and seeing what there is to see. Well, I know I don't want to take up too much more of your evening, and I'm sure you have things to do, too. But mm-hmm. um, do you have any final thoughts about your hike or maybe any other um, you know, future hikes? I know you're heading back to school to teach, but yeah. any any dreams of more, more through hikes sometime in the future? Absolutely. Yes. Um, I kind of think that this addiction that I have is only cured by more plans and more hikes um there's post-trail depression that's a thing so my combat for that is to plan my next adventure so I'm I want to save up as much as I can and I do want to actually take some solid time off whether that's like two or three years I don't know but I want to do the triple crown I want to I want to hike the AT southbound starting in June I want to hike the Florida Trail again because it was so amazing (laughs) in winter and then I want to hike the Pacific Crest Trail and then I might do something in between or I might be on the Florida Trail again and then the Continental Divide Trail I just I want to keep walking while I can and seeing what I can see when I can and uh, the Florida I mean like I don't know the Florida Trail is something that it's cool because I did the east side of 
Orlando and I want to see the west side. You know, I did the east side of Okeechobee. I want to see the west side. So I'm definitely going to do that again. Yeah, I love it. And I it might just be that I'm born here and raised here. But um, like I'm already I can't wait for the cooler weather to come back so I can get outside again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and hike and I'm already missing it. Too. Well, and there's ocean to lake too so oh yeah. my gosh yes that's that's that was the that was my tester like I think I I tried out my gear on that trail okay. a couple of times yeah <laughs> <laughs> there's all oh, so many sections and Florida is not just the Florida trail but there's there's like the intercoastal waterways trail you can kayak more yeah. in Florida than you can walk yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, there's just so many, that's what I miss so much about Florida is that there's so much public land access, yeah. like at wildlife management areas that, you know, sometimes and water management, in yeah. water management areas. And yeah, there, and then Texas, we're just so public Our land poor here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we have, we have a lot in the east side, but nothing out west hardly. So, well, you hard. haven't been here in a while have you there's no, like I haven't lived I haven't lived there in 11 years but I've, I've had a couple trips just to visit uh since yeah. Then. so yeah things are every yeah. single year there's loss to some of the places that I like love um yeah. it's hard to see you know I, I'll drive to Black Bear Wilderness area in Oviedo and I'll mm-hmm. hike it and then like the next year I drive there and I was like oh my god they just built how many of those primates so like Florida is shrinking almost it seems mm-hmm. like um so I hope I really hope that they can finish the trail before it's never finishable like yeah. I know the roadwalks suck to some people I got a really epic ground score on a roadwalk um but if they don't fill in those gaps soon, it's not going to be possible. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm worried about too. And I think so many, I mean, I know a lot of, a lot of, you know, the people managing it are worried about that as well. So, yeah. 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 Well, thanks again for, for chatting. I actually, I've enjoyed chatting with you. It'd be fun to go actually hike you. with you sometime. If you ever come to Texas. <laughs> yeah. I you know. really want to get to big bend. <laughs> oh, it's, an, it's, it's, I haven't been there in, in two decades that's an amazing place too though yeah it's on my bucket list (laughs) yeah I would like to get back out there West Texas is a cool the Davis Mountains are also amazing as well they're out there yeah I'll be I'll be out there sometime when it's not so hot (laughs) yes yeah um yeah so is there anywhere people can follow you online follow your upcoming adventures you know through throughout the school year and then hopefully you know your future through hikes yeah, uh, my Instagram is where I post most of my pictures, and uh, that's Trail Trekking Teacher. <laughs> and I don't have a YouTube channel yet, but um, maybe one day I'll break a leg and actually have to edit some video footage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely envy all the people who can manage hiking yeah. and editing video. That's just me crazy. too. I wish I had those skills. <laughs> Well, thanks again for chatting with me, and uh, I hope you have an excellent school year. Thank you so much for having me and for everything that you do with your channel. I think the more people hear about the Florida Trail, maybe the more people will come visit. That's my goal. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed my chat with Amy. You can find her information on the show notes for the episode at orangeblaze.thegardenpathpodcast.com. 
and hoping to get myself out of this FOMO and get back into sharing regularly on Instagram and Facebook too. So look out for Orange Blaze Podcast on both of those social media feeds. Until next time, happy hiking.